0: Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy. We're experiencing technical difficulty. Shepard, and this is
1: Mitchell Manley. You can call me Ishmael.
0: <laughs> yep. I bet all your shows always run perfectly, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes
1: I've had I've had my my days of you know running sound for shows, and of course nothing works, and then you have to wait 20 minutes for somebody to show up with a new piece of gear, and then that piece of gear doesn't work. But uh hopefully we're on the right track now. We've had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties before <laughs> right this moment, but
0: Yeah. Well I had um I, I know what the cure for uh audio issues is. Order yeah. yourself a McDonald's Happy Meal Pikachu meal. Yeah and you'll and that be works. okay. Yeah, that works. That was the cure. I just need enough um uh cheeseburger, I guess, for you a, need a
1: cheeseburger know. and a little and a toy.
0: Yeah. A, l- a little and, Pikachu and, toy. <laughs> actually they give us cards they're not good cards but they still give us cards Fair enough. um so you came up with this and i know you gave me the explanation like i don't know three times but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
1: so you know we've been in quarantine and uh we have not been able to see shows and so hopefully whenever all this mess is over uh shows will come back but i was just kind of thinking about you know bands that I want to see that I won't get a chance to see or that I've never gotten the chance to see and I knew that uh the ear buddies would also have a bunch of white whale bands that uh, they've always wanted to see but for whatever reason it's always eluded them or perhaps the time has passed uh for getting the chance to see that band so I figured we'd make that a theme and, and see what kind of bands people are just dying to see that they uh, may or may not ever get to see
0: so <laughs> which band did you throw your spear at
1: So I'm gonna start us this week uh, with a band called Adventures and their song Dream Blue Haze. So, Adventures is a really great indie band that I discovered from Run For Cover Records. Uh, they only have a couple of split EPs and then a single full-length album, uh, but that full-length, which is called Supersonic Home, uh, is one of my favorite records of all time. There's just this perfect mix of like emo and like millennial indie rock, and it's melded with this 90s alternative nostalgia. And so they just do it so well, and the production on the album is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, so it's just a really stellar record all around. The only problem is that Adventures is sort of a side project of a much more popular band called Code Orange. Uh, Code Orange sounds nothing like this. Uh, Code Orange plays this really heavy, really grimy style of metalcore, and especially in the last five years or so, they've really evolved into something a bit more experimental and eclectic, and that shift really gained them a ton of notoriety, got them signed to Relapse Records, which is a pretty big record label. So they're doing pretty well right now, concentrating on Code Orange, Uh, but as much as I like Code Orange and appreciate what they do, I'm, I'm into adventures just way more. So, yeah, I didn't know of the band whenever they were releasing this album and playing shows, and now they've gained a ton of success doing their main band, so it's kind of unlikely that we'll see any shows or new material from Adventures for a good long while, uh, if ever again at all, so they will probably uh, remain one of my great white whales, unfortunately.
0: Well, maybe they'll play, like, some some part of it during a Code Orange show, even though they don't sound at all the same in the whole... The audience is completely different. But, you know, for like the real OGs. Man, um, I would love that. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, I think um who played the Super Bowl this year? The weekend. It was The Weekend. Yeah. And he played some of his old, like one of his old songs. And I was just like, ooh. I remember hearing about this one. Um, But yes, uh, Adventures, it really harkens back, I guess, to the popular emo from like high school and college. And I I just really like it. Uh, It's this song, like, I guess this is just a snippet of what they do, but it's like super intense and short and like they knew exactly how to end the song, which is pretty amazing because there are plenty of bands that don't know how to end a song and they knew exactly and then they like tossed in like a little guitar-y part at the end. I can just imagine this being a really energetic show for sure. Uh, is Code Orange as energetic?
1: Yeah, they're a pretty buck wild live band, especially now that they've got a little bit of record company money behind them. Uh, they use a lot of video and crazy stuff, but yeah, they've always just been uh, a very, very energetic, just wild stage show. So
0: they have an exhausted drummer.
1: Indeed, yeah, their drummer for <laughs> the longest time. Uh, was also their lead singer so their lead singer was screaming hardcore and also playing drums to it at the same time and now he has uh, gained the luxury of just being a lead singer and i guess he plays drums on the album but they have somebody else who plays drums live for him now which is kind of cool
0: because he's exhausted that's yeah what's i mean happening. otherwise he, he just would have been dead <laughs> he just lays on the like tour bus at the beginning and ends he's like i can't move i'm too right. tired um, so, because I'm kind of basic, uh, I brought Lady Gaga's Million Reasons.
1: I bow down to pray. I try to make seem head' stuck in a cycle I look off and I stare it's like that I've stopped breathing but
0: completely aware Cause you're giving me a million reasons give me a million reasons giving me a million reasons about a million reasons and if you say something that you might even mean it's hard to even fathom which parts
1: I should believe because you're giving me a million reasons give me a million
0: me a million reasons about a million reasons i to pray try to make the okay so like i can't pretend that i'm like not the most obvious concert seeker ever i love lady gaga's production team like the house of gaga and all that like all their all of her costumes and all that stuff it's all collective um the fact that she makes like the most literal pop concerts that are like super over the top and like you know flames and like screens and just big she sings live so even if it's not perfect you're gonna get her and the fact that she mixes like this whole performance art into her personality and it's all part of the show it's all really meta for like the art geek kid in me but also just enjoyable pop for like everybody else it's my white whale because well She's going to be sold out in minutes, like any old time, because people are going to be trying to, like, uh, what's it called whenever they like buy tickets and sell them for expensive, uh, s- um, scalping, scalping, yeah. yes. So, like, people scalpers buy up her tickets and everything gets sold for really, really high price. And I'm never ever going to be one of the people that, like, is there the second that tickets release so that I can, like, get that. It's, I don't know, it's super expensive. I just I know it would be a solid show, and it would be absolutely mind-blowing, and I would love singing along to all the lyrics because I actually have learned those lyrics as opposed to every other band ever. So I just think it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I I would have to agree with that. Uh, People can hate on Lady Gaga all they want, and and you can like her or not, whatever, but she's pretty undeniably uh, a, a talented vocalist, and in my opinion, she's a fantastic songwriter, but above all of that, She's just a consummate performer. Her style, the costuming, her ethic and approach to like providing something truly astounding to her fans, just none of that can be denied. And although she's certainly surrounded by a great team, she herself is is still the creative brains of her own operation, and she spearheads quite the the spectacle when it comes to entertaining her fans. And, you know, I totally get, like, pretentious rockers who want to say that she sucks or that, you know, kind of want to pigeonhole her as pop garbage, but I think she's pretty brilliant not only as a musician but even more so as an artist and, and as an entertainer. So, yeah, I mean, I certainly will never be the first in line to, to go buy Lady Gaga tickets, but if someone showed up at my door today and said, hey, do you want to go see Lady Gaga? I would definitely be in the car <laughs> on my way.
0: I I would be the one who'd be, like, rolling, like, up, and I'd be like, hey, get in the car, we're going, if I ac- actually, like, scored those tickets. You would, like, but, win them hey. off
1: the radio or something.
0: Yeah, I would have to, but I would have to, like, pay somebody to win them off the radio because I am <laughs> not good at winning stuff off the All radio, right. but it would be so amazing. Our ear buddies, as you totally predicted, have a ton of white whale, like bands that they want to see. Our first earbuddy is Charlie who brings Teenage Fan Club's Empty Space. And Charlie says Nirvana, Fugazi, and Jawbreaker. A still active band, though, Teenage Fan Club. Here's a favorite song of theirs that isn't on Spotify.
1: Yeah, i I definitely love Teenage Fan Club, and I'd also kill to see them live, especially in their heyday. Uh, They're one of the most enduring bands of the 90s, and the average person has probably never even heard of them. Uh, But they were a favorite of Kurt Cobain. They were a heavy influence on a lot of the poppier alt-rock that picked up in the mid-90s. Uh, they themselves drew a lot of influence from like the sunshinier 70s bands like the Birds and the Beach Boys. Uh, but even more relevant to you and I here in Memphis, Teenage Fan Club also takes a huge coup huge cue from Memphis power pop icons, big star, uh, which I must say is also another band that I wish I could have seen live, you know, like, especially as a Memphian, it would have been amazing to have that experience. And, you know, teenage fan club is luckily still around and, uh, they have a new record coming out in April. So yeah, while COVID is, is definitely going to make touring pretty improbable for the next year or so, maybe a new album, at least bodes well that maybe, uh, Charlie and I may still get to catch teenage fan club someday.
0: Oh, personally this simply sounds so big that i can only imagine that a teenage fan club show would have been like would be like one of those experiences where your soul feels like it will jump straight up out of your chest um you know with that reverberation have you ever been to one of those
1: Mm-mm.
0: one of those shows that does that i don't think so Oh, come on. Whenever the bass is really high and it feels like your whole soul is, like, shaking, come on. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've,
1: of course. I've, I've I've seen some shows like that where it's just, like, you yeah, you just, like, feel the music from the stage and it's just uh, tremendous.
0: Yeah, I just feel like Teenage Fan Club would totally be like that. It, it looks like their stage shows are actually pretty stripped down, so none of, the, like, the super-produced pop stuff that you'd normally see, but I don't know. Um, so, I, I bet even, like... I, w- I don't know. I like to imagine what the venue would be for each of these, like, selections from our Air Buddies. So I think even in a large venue, this might have actually been intimate. Like, you know, I guess the, not the Coliseum. What do we have in Memphis now? The um, FedEx Forum?
1: Yeah, the FedEx Forum <laughs> is what we have.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would still be an intimate show there. Our next ear Buddy is Debbie, who brings Throwing Muses Colder. I live- She also states that needs to be the original lineup. Um, Here's the scene. It's a small venue. I have a cold beer and a glass because this is an occasion. Definitely sway with the crowd, eyes half closed, just letting the experience wash over me without notice of the crowd. Also, I'm required to be in the front row for the show. Uh, First time I'm hearing this band, but I'm wholeheartedly in love with them.
1: Yeah, throwing Muses is a band whose name that I've I've heard a ton and maybe heard a little bit of along the way, but I was definitely unprepared for how much I loved this. Uh, aside from like the cool off kilter sounds kind of orbiting around in this otherwise catchy alt rock jam. The main thing that stood out to me is the bass playing. Uh, I had to look into who it was and, and saw it was a woman named Leslie Langston on bass. Uh, and after playing and throwing muses through the mid to late 80s, she then moved on to the band Belly, who we've also had on ah. show a couple of times. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe that Les- Leslie Langston doesn't get brought up more. But holy crap, she's just phenomenal, and her playing is what really sets this song apart from other similar bands. <laughs> Uh, it looks like Throwing Muses has taken a couple long stretches uh, between their albums since the early 2000s, but they are still around. They just put out a new record in 2020, so you know maybe there's still a chance to see them someday. But honestly, this is definitely a band that I would have loved to see in their heyday as well, especially with Leslie Langston on bass. That just would have been an astounding show.
0: Uh, I agree like I'm glad you did all the research on this because <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that's magical um, Justin W. is our next everybody buddy who brings dear people's Impala Abdul these guys did a reunion tour in 2019 but with covid who knows absolutely phenomenal indie rock okay this is freaking magical flute and violin into this very amazing song thoughtful changing the use of uh, like the classical instruments there's like so much intensity here i have no idea if all their lyrics are um as opaque as in this song but i'm loving it
1: Yeah, Justin always has his finger on the pulse of anything like quirky and indie, and this is definitely among the cooler bands that I've heard that have this sort of experimental indie pop sound. Uh, I love the flute and the violin as well, and the drums are also really off-kilter and creative and uh, help make this a much more interesting and much more complex song than just like a mere rock jam, you know. Uh, There's lots of stop-and-go, lots of picking up momentum and dropping it back down. Uh, And even though it's like sonically complex... There's something very tribal and primitive about it as well, which I think is, uh, you know, that's the part of it that, like, brings us some catharsis and makes us want to, like, dance along. And although this band ultimately doesn't sound much like Animal Collective, the drumming style and that quirky cross between something primitive and something novel and experimental totally reminds me of Animal Collective, who's another band that I'd have to add to my list of, of bands who I barely missed seeing in their peak years, but... I definitely love these like quirky bands like this that have kind of odd instrumentation and these really anthemic songs that kind of go all over the place. Uh, I definitely never heard of dear people, but I'm going to be looking into them some more.
0: They are. They, it, I hope all their songs are just like this. Cause I really like them for sure. Our next earbuddy is Jeremy H., who brings Run the Jewels featuring Zach from Rage Against the Machine. Close your eyes and count the fuck. My
1: fathers and my cripples and my blooders and my brothers. When you niggas gon' unite and kill them, police motherfuckers? Or take over a jail. Get them CO's hell. The burning on that sofa goddamn, I love the smell. Like it's a pillow torture. what the fuck the warden? And when you find them, we don't kill them, we just waterboard them. We killing them for freedom cause they tortured us for boredom. And even if some good with yeah. that fucking Lord of yeah. Sodom. We we out of order, Your Honor, you out of order. This whole court is unimportant. You fuckers are walking corpses. I'm a flip wig standing there, living within distortion. I'm fighting to a cyanide muller before you wars win. I'm a New Yorkie and fuck for the I'm fucked with a jump. I wear my Yankees so tilted, I actually walk with a hunch. Look at Mikey, I think he's Mikey. He. We are sinister sons. Hey, we the hey, type preach to be- to preacher, preacher, preacher with, a with a grin and a Come on, come on. One and two stars. One and one and he says
0: um, true white whale a band that i could have seen but just keep missing rage against the machine missed my chance in high school because i got sick too poor in college then i had finally bought tickets for rage and run the jewels when the pandemic hit in honor of that show which i hope will be rescheduled i submit this omg like so much yes uh i think everyone has gotten to listen to me fall in love with uh run the jewels and uh, this past year learning them becoming a rage against the machine fan mostly because of twitter fights I love those. Um, I watched the Holy Calama vote special on YouTube. And like if they bring that kind of energy, I'm here for it because it seems absolutely amazing. It'd be just as big as like a Lady Gaga show. I would wear earplugs just because I do want to hear afterwards.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, this one is actually a a triple dose of awesome for me because I would love to see Rage Against the Machine. I'd love to see Run the Jewels and I've been a big fan of LP even before Run the Jewels so to see any of the folks involved in this would just be a major win for me. Uh, Rage had pretty much disbanded by the time I was going to shows and also missed out on seeing LP solo or with any of his pre-Run the Jewels projects but Run the Jewels has definitely come to Memphis at least once since I've lived here and for whatever reason I just couldn't make it to the show but definitely a bucket list show for me as well and i'm glad to say that this is one of the few from this week that actually has a pretty high chance of happening so uh we definitely got that going for us
0: maybe someday they'll actually have the beale street music festival again which i think is canceled yet again this Mm -hmm. year but like yeah i just feel like run the jewels would play um beale street music festival and it'd be absolutely amazing
1: yeah definitely
0: Our next ear buddy is Robert R., who brings Guided by Voices, We've Got Airplanes. close to seeing them at least five different times in different iterations of the band and I missed the classic lineup in high school pro- probably by a matter of yards might they play again who knows I feel like this is like a would-be classic white whale show for like a ton of people there are so many musicians who absolutely love 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 guided by voices and I'm betting there are about a billion people who want to see them live I'm trying to nail down in my head what the perfect venue would be, Small Stadium or like the Pyramid circa like 1998. I think all three would be perfect for what seems like the most perfect seminal band.
1: Yeah, I've I've mentioned before that for whatever reason, Guided by Voices has never really clicked for me, uh, but we've definitely had one or two songs make it to the show that made me a little curious to give them a second chance, Uh, and I've heard stuff from a couple of Bob Pollard's other bands that I was a little bit more into, so I know I'd definitely become obsessed if the right song hits me. Uh, I know that they're, they're one of Robert's favorite bands of all time, and I respect his music taste a bunch. So I know that there's probably like some key that I'm missing that will get me super into their stuff. So I'm going to just like keep trying, keep re- revisiting their records. And since they have like a bajillion records, surely there's one in there that'll hook me. Uh, I will say, though, that if they ever tour again, I'll definitely be hitting up Robert so that we can go see him together. Uh, Even this late into their career, I'm sure the shows will still be electric. And uh, sharing that experience with one of my best buds who happens to love the band would still be a a stellar experience no matter what. So hopefully they will come around again and and Robert can drag me along and, and make me a fan. (laughs)
0: i don't know i feel like that's one of those things where you kind of like even if you're not super enthused about going to the concert like if you're just going with robert that you'll be like oh yeah i'll go with you because you know that this is going to be an important experience exactly yeah so and i think um okay i saw there was a band i saw and it was like right before like the lead singer died he was at muse the uh, beale street music fest um what was the band Soundgarden, probably I saw Soundgarden like three days before their lead singer died and I was like I know that that, they were like super important but I was like I'm grateful I got to see one of their performances even though I wasn't like super into the band so at least like when I eventually get maybe possibly into the band I will be grateful I saw that does that make sense for sure okay (laughs) that sounded circular um our last year buddy is Jeremy S who brings rides Circle
1: away and Feel the
0: of The says, have no idea how I never saw these guys. I was in the right time and place. It's kind of ridiculous. This is such a dang feel good, sunshiny tune that I indeed want to be there right now and not looking out over the frozen tundra that is outside. I've learned through the comment section that this is shoegaze, though, and, you know, because I'm hard at, like, nailing down genres. Everyone wants, wants to point out that shoegaze in the comments. I have reflective skates on personally right now, so I'm skate-gazing.
1: That counts. Totally counts. <laughs> Especially for a, a nice, breezy song like this one to, to skate around to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty jealous of Jeremy for a lot of the bands that he's gotten to see and for being right in that perfect window of time in like the late '80s and through the '90s that he could see tons of great bands in their prime. Uh, While I wouldn't even be discovering most of these bands until the early 2000s, so uh, Ride is one of the bigger names in like shoegaze and dream pop. So definitely a bucket list band in my book as well. Uh, Shoegaze is a musical genre definitely shaped a lot of my tastes, and so there's tons of bands that were doing their thing in the '90s while I was still a little kid and you know by the time I was old enough to go to whatever shows that I wanted these bands had mostly disbanded or quit touring Uh, I know the top of that list would be like My Bloody Valentine who reunited for some stuff fairly recently but who I'll likely never get the chance to see Uh, but Riot is definitely a close second for me and if they come around uh, in the future I'll definitely be seeing them
0: we aren't calling Jeremy old I just want to point that
1: (laughs) out. sure exactly
0: (laughs) Um, So we did get feedback a few weeks back. And as everybody can tell, we're like every other week this this year so far. Um, But I wanted to highlight this absolutely amazing email that we got, uh, like, I think about three weeks ago. So it says, "Hi there, I'm Leslie, the front girl of Wolf Circus, and via some vanity googling, I discovered that you play Telephone Dreams on your podcast. I had never heard your show before, and I took a listen. I really enjoyed it. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that I was caught off guard when my song came on because I forgot that's why I started listening in the first place. Your guys' commentary is incredibly fun and entertaining to listen to, and I brought and it brought a huge smile to my face. You definitely succeeded in spreading positive vibes." And of course, I have to thank you a ton for playing my song on your show. I'm not sure how you found it, but I'm just thrilled that you guys liked it enough to feature it and talk about it at length. As a side note, I thought it was really cool that the song right after mine was Your Favorite Thing by Sugar, who are not only one of my favorite bands, but hail from my hometown. So it was kind of special to me to say the least. And like the little heart like emoji, but you know, the old school emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, a huge thank you, and I will be keeping track of your show from now on, Leslie. Wasn't that amazing?
1: Yes, that's super cool. I love getting feedback, uh, especially from like artists, like smaller, smaller artists who definitely need our, uh, our vibe, you know, our talking them up. And so it's cool that, that uh, Leslie was able to discover our, our show and, and here saying good things about her and her band. And uh, yeah, it was very, very kind for her to reach out. So Uh, we appreciate you, Leslie. And hopefully we'll hear some more uh, wolf circus on our show at some point
0: oh yeah and i'm i'm glad it was the positive vibes like show because it was all positive vibes which we still need to just be rocking just rock that i'm doing i'm doing my best
1: (laughs) i'm giving it all i got
0: (laughs) Um, you can tweet at us
1: i'm at pow i gotcha
0: i'm at madame Woolite and the show is at End pod the facebook group is earbuds and earworms podcast group and if you want to Leave a voicemail. We are
1: 731 400 B U D S or 731 400
0: 2837. You can email the show like Leslie did, andypod at gmail.com. And you can always check out me and the internet and an endless struggle, andypod.com, part of the 10710 network. What is our final song this week?
1: So I'm going to leave us with a band called Pity Sex and their song (laughs) Honey Pot. Uh, Pity Sex is another band that I discovered from Run For Cover Records, and I got super into them a few years ago, and they put out two incredible full-lengths with a really eclectic sound drawn from like shoegaze, emo, and noise pop, and they have like the harmonizing male and female vocals thing that I just love so much. They're just a really great band of like fairly young folks, probably our age, maybe just a little bit younger, and they recently disbanded maybe two years ago, and right before they broke up, they did a tour with another band called Super Heaven, who I also really love and who also subsequently disbanded shortly after that tour and I really wanted to go see them but the closest show was in St. Louis which is about 4 hours away from here and I would have had to take off work the following day and at the time I just didn't have enough money to justify paying for the gas getting a hotel so I didn't have to drive back immediately after the show plus missing out on work on top of all of that so unfortunately didn't make it to the show and i'll kick myself forever because it's unlikely i'll never get to see them again so in honor of my sadness and regret uh this week i'll leave you with pity sex and their song honeypot